What's the difference between someone who's not enough and someone who's enough to touch? They've experienced grace and want to return gratitude. That's what I try to remember people when they want to get into the mood of Laulima. It's like, what point in your life you got to understand? You're getting more than you're giving. everyone and welcome to the Vertical Time Podcast, a podcast dedicated to Lomi Tools for Healing. Across the pond, I meet Kahuna Harry Ohana Jim to discuss concepts of the Hawaiian world that help us align if only for a split second with Vertical Time. Or to be honest, I just hang out with Harry while he blows up my mind. And welcome back, everyone. So this is an exciting one. This episode is on Lao Lima, which simply translates to many hands. So we recorded this a while ago. Um, we were still kind of going through the aftermath of not being able to be much in touch with each other during COVID. The war with Ukraine was very much in the media. So there were a lot of things that were kind of making people anxious at that time. So I feel now that we are moving back from Zoom and to in person again, and now that we've kind of readjusting to a kind of new life, it's also a time where we investigate what changes worked and what we prefer and um, what is possible in one medium and what is possible in another medium and how we feel safe as, as people, as humans, and what is possible with human touch. So I think Lao Lima is a big one for that, for communities, but also for yourself, for the sense of safety. And we'll dive into what it means exactly and how it can be applied um, how we can use Laolima to assist the process and how to, you, you can integrate Laolima into your life. So without further ado, here comes our episode. to speak a bit um about Lao Lima actually okay because and I just reread the part in in the book again and mm -hmm. um really striking me about Lao Lima is the communal aspect of it yeah and sort of what I'm noticing at the moment in this crazy time is is a lot of I mean there's a lot of segregation going on but then also separation and it seems like It feels like a strange time for community. I was wondering how to sustain that spirit of Laolina, whether it's something that we can do on our own, what it means. Have you ever had an inclination to just lay hands on someone? Yeah. 
to hug. Okay, because you're you know you're an acupuncturist, so you know there's an energy exchange. Yeah. 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 Now you were uh, you were negotiating that in your own mind because you waved past roadblocks, and the roadblocks are um, cultural expectation. What do you mean? You've never uh, it, you had never gone to a party where people are just putting their hands on one person. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> or must go to a person's house and actually do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the rationales for preventing that from happening are absolutely non-existent anymore, if you notice. I mean, let me give you this story, and maybe you can come into the context of my expression. Let's go back to 2004. And I was honored to be invited to Lilydale, which is a spiritualist community in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. Lilydale was the mecca of women's rights. Susan B. Anthony met with all those women. But the real reason why I'm bringing up Lilydale is because in that experience, Lilydale is a spiritual community and they believe in laying of hands, but they're not allowed by the state of New York as a law to touch people. So they put their hands six inches away as a spiritual communication to that body that I love and support you. And in that context, the state of New York has no uh, occlusion or reason why to prevent them from actually touching each other. So there's a law that says our culture, Hawaiians, are not allowed to practice this laying of hand. So um, I told my collective, because I was invited to present a workshop, I had about 60 people, and I said, I didn't get the manual. Please touch. And the experience was deeply, deeply changed. Get that straight. There were all these people who work in this culture, spiritual culture, that says we're not allowed to touch. And then I said, it's okay. And the depth of compassion that people shared with each other was uh, healing. But here's the magic of Laudima. It doesn't just heal the person you're attending to. It creates an energy of healing in the entire communion activity. In the book, I explained how my grandmother was actually passing. She was on the death rattle. And how everybody else who was participating in that event was actually healed. Healed by nurture. Healed by frequency, healed by communion, healed by those things that make human experience daunting. So yeah, there is a magic. There's a, uh, there's a, I don't know. There's all these parts of discovery. Um, people are always fascinated to find that in the work of La Lima, they go through emotions themselves as a receiver or giver. They go through a whole series of emotions that change according to the new uh, emotional support that you're receiving. Mm -hmm. You described it in the book, you described it as a sort of safety net. Um, yeah. Can you maybe explain? The easiest way to explain is my, my tutu was um, in the death rattle for like almost two and a half, three weeks. Usually that's a 48 hour process. It gave her sustainable vitality to stay with us until she was ready. 
The other thing is I've noticed is seven people get together and someone's having a terrible time with inflammation from cancer. Seven people getting together on the single prayer, touching a single person. That symptom can go away, has gone away. Different symptoms reduce, inflammation reduce. Peace comes to the body from the outside going in. You know, when Jesus Christ got off of the cross, mm -hmm. he was barely alive. Most people say he was dead, but it was Laulima or laying of hands that the women, his, his mother's friends and his wife's friends were actually holding that space. Legend says they were doing that for 30 days and that made all the difference of his recurrence, recovery. Mm -hmm. That there was uh, humans in an emotional state supporting the life presence of the tissue in his body. You know, I say that, but all I mean was we want to love you. And it made a huge change. So by Lao Lima, we're actually holding the space for someone. Totally. And you're doing it in a way that is not of your mind. It's of your composition, your heart and your gut. It's amazing how the heart, this is what I want to say about that Lao Lima experience. You can get five people together. And by the time they all take turns three times in, um, the pulse is pretty steady. That seven people find commonality in a single pulse. If they don't touch, they don't get to that. But if they simply lay their hands, the pulse is pretty steady. The pulse that I'm experiencing of energy is the same one the person across the table is and the same one that the person on the table is. So these are like simple, common experiences, but it takes an expert to remember why we're doing that is to bring a communion. <laughs> Bring that communion to an amazing possibility that all the clocks will tick at the same time. Mm. Wow. So if you was sick, it's definitely what's happening. You were sick. You're not sick now because we're holding this common frequency that magistrates the lifting of your health. And again, it's sort of this um, circular pattern, right? The sort of circular... Most most of most present is the circular pattern when we look up into the earth from the earth to the skies we only see circular it's the mind that brings us uh, angles i've looked everywhere i've never seen a square tree <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural occasion that the architecture is being supported by the movement of energy among human beings yeah well also in laulima sort of the circular pattern that um, everyone is in that together, sort of the real equal setting without this triangular setting with someone doing it or, you know, um, someone being at the top of it. The most powerful thing I've ever heard, the most constant expression I've ever heard from teaching and providing Laulima is what happened. And people always say the same thing. I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> in a frequency of lightness, and I always say that's what you're supposed to do because we haven't given a word for this experience. But I think it's aloha. 
the breath of God is in our presence. Yeah, it's not belonging to Hawaiians, Launima. It belongs to humans. Yeah, it just seems, I don't know, there's so much um, oblivion around this. I remember when I, for the first time, had this impulse to do this, I, get, I got really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, no, this is, uh, I'm not doing anything. This is wrong. It's, it's, uh-huh. I, I almost felt embarrassed. And then, uh-huh. and then after the session, when I got the feedback, the woman said, well, that was the best moment of the whole session. And I was really surprised. I just perceive it as a distraction. It is a distraction. I did relate to um, to this. Um, you described it in your book also, the feeling of not being enough as a distraction, as a, and as something that kept me from, from continuing the laying off on hand. Of hand, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. It was the feeling of not being enough, not doing yeah. enough, it not being enough. In this discussion, it's wise to look at that. I, I kind of, for myself, answered it. I wrote an article that became an article in a magazine, local magazine called Kaleo. Mm-hmm. And it was a story of how I was babysitted by my uncle and my grandfather often. And the story they gave me was the Hawaiian creation story as opposed to the Christian creation story. Where, no, in the Christian story, you're not enough. Somebody's mama's, somebody's mama's, mama's, mama's made a mistake that she was accounted for. You're not ever going to be enough because her creation story says her sin follows you. Mm. Hawaiian's creation story is quite out of this world. (laughs) We're expecting you to believe that a man and a woman of original descent came from a galaxy far, far away. And when they landed on planet Earth, they found out that these people are in heaven and just don't know it. I mean, every animal knows it and they don't know it. So our job is to go tell everybody, yeah, you're here already in where peace can be. You're here already where joy is. And I don't know about that other story, but I just can't believe that three boys made every human on the planet. I think they got some things wrong. (laughs) In our story, there were humans there, but they just didn't know they were in heaven. Mm. And we Hawaiians are here to infuse aloha. The breath of God is in our presence. And we'll know this evolution will occur because we have left the planet to do it again in another civilization. That's our plan. So if we look at those, then you can at least identify or like, oh, that's why I'm feeling not enough. And that's kind of, you know, hilarious. And that's the magic of, of medicine is once it embraces the paradox, it has no structure. Once it's embraced with laughter, it cannot hold a false value. So, yeah, and in a light way, Laulima is one of the things we did at the last workshop for that woman who was experiencing um, hospice. There was a moment uh, that gave everybody power, confidence of communion. Mm. Were you that, all doing this for her, the name on her? That is the path, but the feeling that they all got was that they, too, have everything in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's not separate from her event. That's what's happening to us too. 
that in all that truth, we still can find a way to feel good about each other. something that can be achieved verbally at all? Losers have. <laughs> Now in this time where we're all separated and reconnected by electronics, mm. it, still, it still thrives. And, and I know there are many other people who are not in the idea that there is a language for what this can do. And um, knowing it is... Um, See, we all uh, share what we believe, but what we know cannot be converted into language. There's a very simple skill set that we're looking to exchange and share, and, but it takes an amount of validation that penetrates that survival instinct of fear from disappointment. Not enough. <laughs> It's very complicated because... It, it is complicated as because we're in the mind of the negotiations. Healing is in the mind of the navigation. I made that really clear to my physician that we can negotiate the mindset of the different chemistries that you're going to provide me in prescription. Mm -hmm. But my navigation is to leave this idea I need to be in your company. <laughs> And the only way to do that is to not take the heavy-duty prescriptions and kind of turn over to vegetarianism as opposed to the regular American diet. Because I'm pretty convinced that um, if I stay away from the American diet, I will actually live longer mm -hmm. without medication. So the difference between negotiation and navigating is going into the unknown Ha ha! With the experience of what you are, not what you have, and not presuming that enough has not been provided for you. That's a critical piece. Negotiation is such a big part always. I'm, I'm thinking this um, negotiation is always the thing that comes up with the devil, you know, like always this idea of negotiating. Let's look at that articulated definition. A negotiation is your ability to give your power in exchange for future safety. Right. A navigation is to take the power you have and invest it in the best path forward that depends and engages your body and not other people's experiences. This is huge. <laughs> Thank you.
And it does rock the structure of how we think. It does. That's what's happening. It really is. Somebody's got to stand up. Is I got toys. I want to blow up the world with nuclear weapons. Then everybody else has to pay attention. Why are we negotiating with one person? I think the difficulty of this is that first we're scared and second they have, or at least we do believe that they have power. So that's sort of then you're in a negotiation, you know. Or there are definitely the people who have been killed because of the use of that power. Yeah. Yeah. But the navigation that the people themselves are choosing isn't to negotiate. It's to protect their land. They're just, they're just, they don't have a what to do. They only have who they are. That's totally navigating. It's no. only the, <laughs> got it? I mean, yeah and no, it's like, this is. Yeah, because <laughs> what, what they do, right? What they're doing, right? Is navigate, is negotiating through a plan. Mm -hmm. Now the plan is not to even be in public. Putin will send some other person to respond to the world. And so that's part of the plan. Now they're going to threaten it. It's all part of a negotiated understanding. If you don't listen to me, I get to choose. If you don't listen to me, I get to choose. It's not even working for his own people. His own people are like, I'm not choosing what you're choosing. So they're all in a place of, I have more power navigating away from this than I have power negotiating with you. I think the healthy are the ones who are out of the risk of safety. So what would we for the right move? Let the people navigate. It's actually happening in China too, believe it or not. And I know you know that. This has happened to the Hawaiian community, you know, that all this negotiating killed all but 1% of our population. We were down to 40,000 in 1920. Today we're 4.6 million, but all part Hawaiians. I don't believe I know a full Hawaiian in my life anymore. Really? Yeah, I think they're all dead. That's insane. Part Hawaiian, sure, many, like me. But pure Hawaiian? That was my great-grandmother. That was the last one we had. How did we come through that? Because that's what you want to notice. How did the Hawaiians get to this place of surviving after only 1% are surviving? They got to that place of not knowing what to do. Just know, just They just knew who they were. And they started navigating through who they were, what skills they had, who they want to be. Who you are is, 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 is such a complex question. I mean, at least in my mind. And if you speak from a Chinese uh, perspective, you know, obviously there's so many Chinese people now. But at times I wonder, where did the spirit go? It's like the numbers are rising. The, the, the government has designed systems to enslave the spirit of the human. I mean, that's no doubt about that. It isn't yeah. unique to Chinese. It's, it's according to the entire world. And the reason we're doing that is because we all followed the not enough plan. Right. <laughs> okay. That plan is failing. Can we notice? It's just failing. The only people who are left from the pandemic are the people who did not agree to not having enough. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening to the leadership in these circumstances. They're, they're out of possibilities because their structure is failing them. They can't get their kids to come home to dinner. 
because they got better plans. The distraction, the distraction is not only on one side is what I'm trying to express to you, that the leaders in charge are completely just as distracted as the people they're leading, completely. This is a massive migration of human power and human energy designed to obliterate oppression. We were down to one out of 99 people dead. One out of 1%. Right. 1%. Yeah. And we're thriving. Why? We got to stay. And we're staying with a set of skills that uh, present benevolence. That's why we're talking about this in Laulima. The, the, the manifestation of benevolence, the full authority of grace upon you, is in touching each other in that context. It's a ritual ceremony mm-hmm. designed by people who don't talk the same language. <laughs> oh, isn't that everybody? <laughs> You say let's jump on the bus and take a ride downtown Well I don't know about that But can you help me first to get these boxes down Well I don't know about that We have the whole day now just to ourselves So we can clean the house I want to tell you something, you know people who are not enough If they really believe it, they're takers People who have experienced being enough, they're receivers. What's the difference between a taker and a receiver? Gratitude. What's the difference between someone who's not enough and someone who's enough to touch? They've experienced grace and want to return gratitude. That's what I try to remember people when they want to get into the mood of Laulima. It's like, what point in your life you got to understand? You're getting more than you're giving. This is the moment to make it even. Only in a breath and only in a moment, not in permanence. We're not looking to change the dynamics all one time. But if we can shift it 1%, if we can hold the thought of a charge of choice, joy from touching, we'll repeat it tomorrow. See, I want to make it really clear. We're trying to go from the idea of receiving downloads as a mental institution. And we're moving into a reality that is about frequency, not what we know, who we are. I have seen this practice of mine come to people, go to people who are exactly in the same frequency I am, Mm -hmm. not above or below. Mm -hmm. That's something that's happening new to the world. It is, it is really new. And um, this is the way we're going to come through. This is the second coming of Christ. I really, really mean it. When we can draw energy to our intention, as opposed to friction, finding agreement by fighting. This is the switch that's happening. And Laulima is a part of it. But mostly it's to give up that Adam and Eve story. Oh, my God, go away. <laughs> Love your mama, please. She doesn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is possible. It is possible to feel good enough by ex- experiencing grace 
and the frequency of gratitude. Well, that's something we can practice daily, right? Or all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you have an animal. I, I do give Laulima to my dog when it's, well, it's a skittish dog, so it really helps. So what do you do? You put your hands on, the, on, on her? Yeah, with the intention oh. of love is here. Yeah, that's all I have to say. And you also do that on yourself? Like I do, and I do um, a, lot, a lot here. Perhaps. I will go into a room and I will like, okay, time to block this. I don't know why. I just do it. You know? And I will go into a room and say, oh, that person really needs to talk with you. And that works. But I'm still navigating from the strength of my own heart. So that's it for today. I hope this episode inspired you to lay on hands more often. It can feel intimidating at first, um, as we're always trained to do something. But in my own practice, I've actually found out that many people now are so overstimulated all the time that it just feels really good to have some space and calm being held for you. So if you pick the simplest of intentions like we've talked through in the episode which is being present or love being present you can just see what happens and what I can also really recommend to focus your mind Harry also does this sometimes it's called companioning so you're actually when you lay on your hands you're just listening and waiting for the pulses of the body to come back into unison I think it works best for me at least to keep a curious mind and to be open to explore and see what happens. And yeah, so if you like this episode, maybe you can rate us or follow us and help us spread the word. And you can support us by visiting our website and see what's going on there. We have we have some things coming up this winter about Ho'oponopono, some online events and another class. So yeah, feel free to head over to laulimalomi.com and follow us there. See you around. Bye.